Amen, amen. We can turn our attention to the book of Joshua, amen, the 20th chapter. Joshua 20, two verses there. Start verse 1. The word, the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Appoint out for you cities of refuge, whereof I spake unto you by the hand of Moses. Amen. So I'm going to preach to you today for this, from this title, uh, His Rest. His Rest. Man, you may be seated today. Amen. I want to thank uh, Brother Galan and Brother Ramirez last week for, for ministering while we were out of town. Thank you so much. Uh, and all those that are uh, make this service happen every week. Sister Leslie and all those, the Sunday school teachers, everybody. Amen. It, it's a, it takes a group effort, amen, to uh, work in the church and keep it going. <clears throat> so I thank you so much for that. And, and good news is uh, I only have nine points today on my sermon. So I know Brother Jorge had ten last week. So things are looking up. It's always great when the pastor's back, right? <clears throat> but uh, amen. So <clears throat> talking about his rest today, I don't know about you, but I could use a little bit more rest, right? Uh, just there's never enough rest uh, for the weary, amen, and so we are, uh, we need rest, and I, I don't think sometimes we don't get as no, enough rest as we actually need. Uh, the medical field says, you know, you need, I don't know, eight hours of, of rest a night. That's, that sounds heavenly uh, to get that. Maybe you get that. Maybe you get more. That's great. Uh, maybe you get less. Uh, but we all need rest. That is, that is simply just the way that we were designed and built is we have to have rest. Our body has to have a time where it can process and recover from the day's journey. And I know many times we burn the candle at both ends and we're doing things and uh, we think maybe we'll get, it, we'll get ahead and, and catch up and things we do that sometimes, but uh, everything also always comes with a price. That If you burn the candle at both ends, it, go, it burns, it disappears a lot quicker uh, than it does normally. And so... Uh, I, I know we are in a, a crazy day and hour where we are, we are busier than ever. The world is so busy than it, it seems like it was in the past, and we have so much going, a 24-7 world. Uh, nothing shuts down anymore. Stores are open all the time, and uh, we have access to information that can keep us up beyond uh, our bedtime because we get and, and grab, we get pulled in by something, and pretty soon, four hours later, you're like, "What am I doing?" And uh, it's all there to steal and to grab and to arrest our attention, uh, because that is uh, that is so valuable. And it, I, I wish we would understand it even better how valuable our attention is, and that how quickly we give it to something that is not really meaningful in our life. 
Uh, I'm all for uh, passing time and, and disconnecting and all these things. We all need that, but uh, when we are plugged in, we need to make sure we're plugged into the right things, plugged into the things that are going to give us give something back as opposed to just to drain us and, and, and empty us and, and drain our faith. We need to fill ourselves up with the godly things to help replenish our souls and, and to feed us and to help us through uh, the day and the week because it's hard enough as it is. Amen. And so we need rest. Our body needs rest. Uh, and if we don't get that, eventually we, the, our body will get its rest. At one point or another, it will shut down and say, I'm just trying to get the re- recoup from the rest that you stole from me. Uh, and many symptoms, things happen because uh, we, we, we don't get as much rest. They say that you're even, it can weaken your immune system. If you don't get enough rest, if you're, if you're running on empty all the time, we think we're, yeah, we're just punching it and pushing it through. That's great. But once a sickness comes, you'll get your rest in uh, because we're designed for rest and our body needs that. And, uh, and so I want to be uh, rested up, but more than that, I want to be found in his rest. I want the rest that God has for me because nothing can heal my heart and heal my soul like the hand of God. Like the rest that he has prepared for you and me, uh, that is the best place that you and I can ever be. Amen. And even in the very introduction of all of this, of all that we know in the Bible, the first uh, pages of the Holy Scriptures, we we see that even God himself, the one who is infinite, the one who doesn't even blink or sleep an eye or sleep at all, and uh, the one who has always existed, who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, uh, even God, we are told, he rested. He worked six days and he rested on the seventh. And Uh, I know we think that many times that we are gods ourselves and we can work seven days. Well, uh, even God himself rested on one day, and so it's okay to rest, right? Uh, It's okay. If we're going to be like Jesus, we're going to rest. I know even in the scriptures we're told how uh, you you wouldn't think this would happen, but Jesus specifically gathered his uh, disciples and says, let's get away. we got to rest. He got away from ministry. He got away from from healing people, delivering people. And and of all things, of all people, Jesus, you should be working seven days a week, 24 hours a day, because there's so much need and hurt and pain out there. You, of all people, can go out there and keep on working. But But we're told time and time again where Jesus says, come away with me, and let's unplug, and let's enter into his rest. Uh, because there's something powerful about that. As powerful as just rest is in itself, and we acknowledge that, we understand how much physical rest, how much healing uh, power that has, how much more greater is the rest that Jesus has prepared for you and me that we can enter into where we can let go of everything and really begin to heal ourselves and heal our mind and our soul it's in the rest of, of God and His presence. Amen. And so uh, Jesus began to uh, instill this day of rest. God did as He begins to develop 
the nation of Israel, and he commanded them to, to take a rest. It was the law that you could not work one day a week, that everything had to shut down uh, and you had to rest. The Sabbath, uh, as it is obviously still practiced today by the Jews, uh, there is a Sabbath, and, and obviously the, the attack of uh, uh, Hamas uh, two weeks ago in Israel, they, they did it on the Sabbath. Why? Because nobody was at work. Obviously, very limited uh, amount of work to be done as a, a day of rest. And this was instituted in, in the Jewish law. And can you imagine how, what, what great of a society would be if it was the law that everyone had to rest, Right? Saturday, Sunday, whatever the day it was that everybody shuts down and rests. I mean, I, th- I think it used to be like that, at least what I, was, what I hear about stories where everybody shut down on Sundays and everybody went to church. What, what, that, I mean, that sounds like heaven. Uh, and yet that was, what, a uh, few decades ago where the world was like that, but how the world has changed. But isn't it amazing once people start getting away from rest and say, I don't need that much rest. And they start saying, oh, I don't, we don't have to go to church every week and uh, we can skip out and do something else. Isn't it amazing how we arrive here at this place 60 years later and now nobody really seems to rest on Sundays. And, and look, what that, look what the world is right now. Uh, I wonder what would happen if everyone went back to uh, we all shut down and go to church on Sunday. I think that would be a healing in this place. There would be a healing in this nature. Uh, why? Not just because of resting, but because we're looking and we're turning back to God. And as much as politics nowadays are trying to fix our, our, our broken country and, and society and world, politics is not the answer. The only answer is Jesus Christ. Uh, the rest is found in Jesus. Healing is found in, del- in Jesus. Restoration is found in Jesus. The sooner the world realizes that, the better we can learn to heal and recover and become even better. But I, I don't think that that is the answer the world is looking for. It seems like they are going full speed, pedal to the metal in the opposite direction. Uh, and it doesn't, uh, it's not going to end up well when you run from God and avoid all the things of God. When you try to remove God from your society, uh, what do you expect? You can't expect but a godless, uh, upside-down society where good is celebrated or, or is demised and, and talked down to and evil is promoted. Things are reversed. Why? Because God is no longer first. God is at the bottom of the list. And so if we reverse our list, then everything happens in society that way. And we can't be uh, shocked to find out where we are. And so there are places designed to help people rest, uh, resorts and retreats, designed to be a place where you can unplug from the world and uh, catch some Z's and all of those things. I mean, uh, years ago, I remember going on a cruise, and uh, one of the great things about that was, like, your your phone didn't work, all right? There's no service at sea, but now, all of a sudden, it's, it's the Internet's free with your package, and so now you, you can't unplug, even from those places, and, and so... Uh, there are places that designed to get you uh, unplugged, and we all need to do that. Of course, we don't have to spend thousands of dollars. We can just go home and unplug things from the wall. 
and get rest, right? Uh, pay ourselves that amount of money. Uh, and so uh, places of refuge and resorts and retreats, places of rest are, uh, are designed where you can go and you can forget about your problems. You can forget about all the things that are going on. Forget about all the hell that is happening in the world and uh, happening around you and get some rest for your soul. It, it becomes that refuge. That place where you can feel safe, even if it's for a day or two. You're, you're insulated to some degree from reality, and that's great for a, for a healing to take place in your life. And like a, like a ship that is sailing through the sea, and it gets caught up in a storm, and with the dark clouds that come rolling in, and the wind and the rain, uh, the unsettling of the calm waters, what what once was a smooth sailing and calm seas, now there's chaos. Choppy seas and where you feel like you're being thrown from one side of the ship to the other. You feel like you're not in control anymore as if we ever real were in control. That's kind of a, the, the, the lie we tell ourselves sometimes, right? We're in control and then God reminds us, hey, you're actually not in control. Uh, and so uh, once we uh, enter into his rest, we can be reconnected with the one who's actually pushing all the buttons and who's actually in control. Uh, and so when a ship finds itself in those waters, the captain starts looking for uh, a safe place, looking for a place of refuge, a harbor uh, that he can hide away where they can go and they can anchor out and and, and anchor away from the storm and re- wait till the storm passes. And so if the captain can't find a place of retreat or a place of refuge, he knows if he can find it, he knows that they will be safe. He knows that no matter how bad the storm is, uh, he will not go down. The ship will not sink because they're in a safe place. And that refuge will give anchor to his soul and they will sail again. And They will be able to continue on the journey and continue on the course that they are in. And boy, do we ever need a refuge today. Do we ever need a place, a sanctuary where we can retreat to and go, so we can find rest for our soul and unplug from this world and to anchor and to reconnect to Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you today and to remind you of such a place does exist, and that is in the presence of Almighty God. Psalms 46 says, God is our refuge and our strength. He is a very present help in times of trouble. I don't know about you, but there's trouble all around me. But we don't need to fear or fret about that. We need to remind ourselves that there is a place today that we can go. And and that is in the presence of God because He is our refuge and strength. Very present in times of trouble. If If he's not very present in your life now, you need to get him very present. Not just present, but I need him very present. I need his arms around me all the time. I need to feel him as much as I can. Not just a little goosebumps here on a Sunday service, but God, I need your presence tomorrow. I need it on Tuesday. I need to wake up on Wednesday. Where's my help at? Where's my my Lord at? Where's my rest and my refuge? It's in his presence. 
Because there is a place we can go when weariness overtakes our soul. When the storms trouble the waters around us, we don't have to be tossed to and fro. There, there is a place that we can go where we can find rest. Where, where we can find rest for the weary. We can go to our God because He is our place of safety and strength, the very present help. Isaiah 28 and 11 says, For with stammering lips... And another tongue will he speak to his people. That, that, that gets our attention. Apostolic that verse really rings home, doesn't it? But what is the purpose of this? We see in verse 12, To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Uh, and so the, the rest comes when you begin to hear uh, a stammering lips and another tongue. That's a sign that rest has arrived. That's a sign that you, the refuge is here. There's a place where you can relax and let go and let God begin to help you, and that is with the sign of a stammering lips and another tongue where you can, God can begin to really work in your life and I'm thankful that I've experienced that in my life where I repented of my sins and I came to an altar crying out God I need help I need a place that I can go I need to get away from this world I need to get away from the trials and the heartaches and the pain of this world I'll tell you where that's found at an altar today in the presence of God where you can just reach up your hands and say God come and help me I need some help I need some rest my soul is weary I need you to take this from me and lift it off of my head and my heart and this burden to lift it from me and that is found at an altar when you begin to cry out to God amen and when you are baptized in Jesus name you're buried with him in the waters of baptism and then you are filled when God fills you with his spirit the Bible talks about the initial infilling of the Holy Ghost with a stammering lips and another tongues I'll tell you what that the Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost is our rest the Holy Ghost is our help we don't need to look for anything else out in the world we have the Holy Ghost and that is what God has given us to be a rest the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest that is the Holy Ghost. God gave that to you. You don't got to go to a retreat somewhere. All you got to do is get to an altar and begin to cry out to God. You will rest. Get the Holy Ghost in your life. Let the Lord begin to speak in you and move through you. And you speak with another language as the Holy Ghost begins to flow in you. And you'll begin to experience the rest for your soul that this world cannot provide. Amen. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, that is a good start to head towards the rest. The rest is found through the waters. you got to pass through the waters to get to the rest. It's, it's not as easy as people think it is. Wide is the gate, and many be there that go into it, but, but straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leads to everlasting life. Amen. And that everlasting life is, is going through the waters of baptism in Jesus' name. And receiving his spirit, the newness of life. If you've been baptized and they said, name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, I'm happy you got baptized.
baptized, but that's not what the apostles preached. The apostles preached said, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Every, every biblical example of people getting baptized, they said, in Jesus' name, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so that's what I want to do. I want to get baptized in that name because we know Jesus is the name of the Father. Jesus is the name of the Son. Jesus is the name of the Holy Ghost. And so Father, Son, Holy Ghost is not a name, but Jesus is a name and that's what we need to get baptized in Jesus name if you haven't done that or you can't remember uh, we may not think it's all that important but it's in the Bible it's pretty important in the eyes of God and so uh, we can do that today with some warm water and a robe and you can get baptized in that precious name aren't you thankful you are baptized in Jesus name Amen. If we are to do all that we uh, all for the Lord in His name, why why do we leave out baptism? Why do we do everything else in the name of the Lord but accept baptism? Doesn't make any sense to me, but that's why we do in Jesus' name. Do it unto the Lord. Amen. And so that is where uh, your rest begins is through obeying the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And so we see in John chapter 7, Jesus says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Uh, For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. And so... Out of our bellies are going to flow something that is supernatural, and that is the Holy Ghost. Uh, That is the Spirit of God inside of us, and inside the Spirit is everything that we ever need. And so if we're looking for something else to help us out, you're you're going to be disappointed because the Holy Ghost should be all that you need. And if 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 the Holy Ghost is not all that you need, that all you think you need, you need to dive a little bit deeper and find out because everything that you need is found in the Spirit of God. Uh, it's not going to be an incomplete. It's not like you get an update and, and say, hey, uh, you only got 29 out of 32 updates. Good luck. The Holy Ghost is, is, is full and complete in everything we have. And so uh, if you're discouraged, there's hope found in the Holy Ghost. If you need strength, there's hope and joy found in the Holy Ghost. If you need a healing, there's power to heal in the Holy Ghost. Everything that we have need of is already inside of us. And if you haven't received that stammering lips in another tongue, you're missing out on what God wants to give you today. Uh, Uh, He wants to give you the greatest resource to to live for Him is the Holy Ghost. Because without His Spirit, it's it's a hard battle uphill. Trying to live for God and fight against sin and and hell and the devil all by yourself. But uh, I'm thankful that God gave us His Spirit because it changes everything, doesn't it? It makes everything so much better because we have a, a place we can fall back on, a refuge uh, to rest and get rest for our soul. Amen. And so we know that rest is important and we know that Jesus gave us his spirits specifically as he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. That is the spirit of God. Uh, for years, the Israelites were, were doing that, were, were resting and obviously 
uh, it was a command to do that, and they could, uh, they could face serious consequences if they broke the, the Sabbath and were doing things that they should not have been doing and working. Uh, they could only walk so far, uh, do so much. And, and so Jesus was getting in trouble by the Pharisees simply because he healed somebody on the Sabbath day. It's like we're supposed to be at rest, and, and Jesus says, heals the guy, and they get all upset. It's just, it's just crazy. Isn't it crazy how far people can take things and just really twist things out of, out of context and make it into their own religion, and pretty soon you find yourself uh, on the other side of Jesus. Now you're fighting against Jesus because you've twisted things so much uh, that you're not doing what the Scripture says to do. Uh, and so the, the rest is that important that the Pharisees were willing to kill Jesus because he, he, he broke the rest, apparently. And as he obviously know, knew how to debate them and, and, and get back with them, he says, if you, you know, one of your lambs or, or a cattle or an animal fell into a pit on the Sabbath, you just you mean to say, hey, I'll be back tomorrow, buddy. Hope you make it. How much greater is a, a human soul than in an animal? And Jesus made, restored and made somebody whole. Uh, I'm thankful for the rest uh, that Jesus came to show us that uh, the Sabbath uh, was not made for man, but man was made for the Sabbath. That man was made to rest. We're not. He's not gonna. He didn't mean it for a, a day to dictate to man, but he made it for uh, intended it for for man to be always to be able to have rest. And we're not Jewish, obviously, and so we don't uh, obey the Sabbath as uh, not working on the or not doing anything on on Saturday. But we have something greater than a Saturday off. We have the Holy Ghost. We have His rest inside of us. Now any day, any day, time or hour, we can just get rest for our soul and we can retreat from this world and plug back into Jesus and say, God, I need some help. And so uh, not just was the, uh, the day of rest, uh, but also Jesus inst- instituted in the law about uh, uh, the year of Jubilee where they w- would rest, and, and even uh, the, the seventh year they would rest uh, from, from planting crops and all these things. So God designed a nation with them in, intending to rest, not just rest as in you can go and do whatever you want, but the rest was to, for you to disconnect from the world and to connect again with, with God. To remind yourself who you are and where you've been and, and how he is your help, how he is your provider, how he is everything you need. That's the design for the rest. And once you get the Holy Ghost and realize that, hey, all I got to do is to call on the name of Jesus and he's right there. Why? Because he's inside of you. His spirit is inside of us. And so at any moment we can get the rest. We can get a touch. We can get a healing uh, because we have that access to his spirit. Amen. And so... Uh, One of the things that uh, God also commanded uh, the Israelites to do, as we see in in our text tonight, was they were to uh, implement what he called cities of refuge. Places, certain cities uh, that were designed and officially to be known as cities of refuge. The purpose of these Uh, refuge cities was to provide a place of safety for someone that was fleeing their life 
because they accidentally killed somebody. Not, not that they didn't murder them. That's obviously a different killing, but uh, an accidental, we call it, uh, I think we call it manslaughter today. That's not, a, uh, that's not premeditated murder, but that just uh, somebody died and whatever thing happened. Uh, and so, uh, since it wasn't premeditated and planned murder, because that you're you're just killed right. You were that was death for you. But accidental killings. Uh, the problem with that is is that the family would want to take vengeance. You killed my brother, my sister, and so I'm gonna come. I'm coming after you. And obviously that happened because these cities of refuges were instilled, and so. Uh, when an accident happened and somebody died, uh, a family member that was looking for revenge. But if a person was able to make it to one of these cities of refuge, the law was that they would be safe inside of that city. You cannot get to them. You cannot go in there and kill them. Otherwise, you'd then be guilty and you would be killed too. And so the city of refuge would be a, a place of safety, a place of rest for this uh, person who would ever go. And so they, the relative could not go in there and hunt them down and revenge him. But as long as the, the person stayed inside the city of refuge, he would be safe. But if this person decided uh, to say, well, I'm just going to step outside the city. I'm going to leave this place of rest. I'm going to go out and just go out and go on a vacation or whatever. I don't know. If that family member looking for revenge ended up killing him, then what, what, then what do you say? You know, sorry, pal, you, you shouldn't have left the city, right? You can't blame anybody, uh, genius. You, you're the one who left the safety. You're the one who left the city walls. You, got, you left the city of refuge. And so if you knew there was danger out there, if you knew there was a possibility somebody was hunting you down, uh, why would you leave the, the city of refuge? You'd stay in there until the death of the high priest, and then everything would be reset. Uh, then you could go free uh, without worrying about that. But if you, if you left early, you could, you could have been killed out, in the, out, out and about wherever you were because that was permitted by the law. The, the, the city of refuge gave you that place of, of safety and protection uh, where you are delivered from your past. You're, you're free from the guilt and the shame of all your mistakes. Your, his past could not catch up to them in the city of refuge. His past could not condemn them and the adversary could not touch them because they were safe inside the walls of the city of refuge. And how grateful a person must have been for a city of refuge. A place, a safe place where they could go when their past was trying to hunt them down. And they, they had always heard of such a place, but they never really were able to, to get there until they were desperate. It, it, it kind of sounds a little bit like my life or your life where we were running all over the world and, and trying to escape our past and trying to find a place of refuge and uh, to get some rest for our weary soul. But 
our past was haunting us and the devil was hunting us and there was no place to go, no place to hide until somebody told you or me about Jesus. Uh, then we heard about him, and but yeah, we were, we were never desperate enough maybe before, but now we are desperate where we could not take it any longer and we had to go. I had to make it my way to church. I had to get there and I wasn't going to let anything stop me. Isn't it amazing? That once you're desperate enough, nothing will stop you from getting to church. But if you're not so desperate, ah, I guess I'm not going today. I guess this, this thing happened and I got to go take care of that. And uh, It's amazing. But if, if you ever get to the point where you're desperate and you're sold out and say, nothing's going to get between me and Jesus. Nothing's going to get between me and the church. I know there's all kinds of things and possibilities that can happen on a Sunday morning. But hey, I'm going to do my very best. I'm going to I'm gonna push through and, and get to the house of God because I don't know about you. My soul needs a touch. I need a rest. I need to find a place, a family where I can go, where stones won't be thrown at me and I can feel at home and at ease and I can re heal and restore and, and get rest for my weary soul and so uh, when we repented of our sins and were baptized in Jesus name and got the Holy Ghost that changed our life for the better and now we uh, now our lives are completely different and now we are uh, able to experience the rest and the life that God has intended uh, for us and that is all through the name of Jesus. Uh, the name of Jesus we are baptized in. His blood washed away our sins. But the truth is, is that the devil is still out there hunting us down. The accuser of the brethren is still out there. But there's nothing that he can do because we're safely behind the walls of our refuge. Aren't you thankful for the blood of Jesus? How it washes away all of our sins. It washes away our past. The devil tries to bring it up, but hey, I'm inside the city of refuge, devil. You can't get to me in here. I'm in the rest of the Lord, and you can't have access to me. He is our fortress. He is our strength. The name that is above every name. Proverbs says the name of the Lord is a strong tower, but the righteous runneth into, and we are safe. That's why we go to the name of the Lord. He is our rest. He is our refuge. He is our strong tower, and we are safe behind the name of the Lord. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the name of Jesus that we can run to it, we can call upon it, that we are safe. And the only thing the enemy is going to be able to do against the name of Jesus is to bow. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess at the name of Jesus. And we have found a place of refuge and safety and rest in the name of Jesus. Hebrews 6 and 18 says that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we, may, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay upon the hope uh, set before us. Anybody fled for refuge, fled your old life, hey, I'm just looking for some hope. I'm looking for a new start. I'm looking for a change. I'm looking for some rest. And, and verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth in within the veil. 
I'm thankful that we have that place that we can go uh, and to be safe from this world. The blood of Jesus provides a wall for us to go behind. A place where the enemy cannot follow us. Uh, We can enter into the veil and hide behind it and we have that righteous place to get rest for our soul. The problem is, as I had alluded to earlier, is that there is a defined place of rest. There is a defined place of of safety and uh, with the cities of refuge. As long as you're in there, you're safe. As long as you're in there, those things out in the world should not bother you. They cannot bother you. They don't have the legal authority to go after you. But if you happen to step outside the walls and leave your rest behind to go try to handle things on your own, guess what? You may be in for a reckoning because you're leaving your rest behind to say, hey, let me go handle this myself. Hey, that person did that to me. Let me go handle, let me go try to fix this problem. And what happens is, is we we leave our rest behind to say, I'm going to go handle this. The devil wants nothing more for us to draw us out of our rest, to draw us out from behind the wall, because he can't get into that wall. He can't get into that strong tower as long as we are in there. But if we decide in our mind, hey, I'm going to step out, I'm just going to step out a little bit outside. And let me just handle some things while I'm out here. Let me go handle what that person that person did to me. I can't believe they did that to me. Let me go fix this. And so what happens is we don't realize it, but there's a rest for our soul where the healing that that people did to us. There's a healing inside the walls, inside his presence, uh, inside the presence of God. There's a healing to do all that, to restore your heart. But we says, nope, I'm not going to, I got to go handle this. And so what happens is we leave the strong tower. We leave our rest behind and say, let me go handle this. We step outside the wall. What do we think is going to happen out there? What happens is, is we think we're going to fix it so that we can get rest outside the wall. So that our soul can be at ease outside of the boundaries that God has set for us. But the truth, what happens is, once we leave our rest behind, you can't get any other rest that I, like the rest that Jesus has for us. Uh, so why would we settle? Why would we leave our city? Why would we leave our strong tower to go to try to fix things on ourselves? And I'm, I'm talking about things... That once we get in the church, stuff still happens. Just because you got the Holy Ghost doesn't mean there isn't that there's there's that that agitation from somebody, right? And what that agitation is really what the devil will use that as. He'll use that agitation to get you come outside the wall. 
I'll use this person to draw you out. And so what happens is you're outside uh, worrying about and trying to fix all these things. And what happens is you're exhausted. You're, you're become even more tired, even more oppressed, even more worried and anxious. Why? I'll tell you why. You're outside the wall. You're not in your rest. Uh, the place where we can release everything is in the presence of God and it's found in his rest. And so sometimes we are our own worst enemy because we leave our rest. To go try to fix things. And what's even worse is sometimes people don't even realize what they've done to you. They're out living their life. They're living in their rest. They're at rest. But somehow, they cross your toe somewhere. They don't even realize it. And you're all upside, you're all walking around, and you're marching around the walls of your own city of refuge, trying to bring the walls down uh, because of what they did, and they don't even realize what they did. And who's been living, uh, uh, who's not been getting rest? You have. You've been worried about that, carrying that burden or that hurt or whatever it is. What happens is we, we're, we're outside of our rest. We, our soul cannot rest. When we're trying to fix those things and trying to get vengeance uh, for ourselves. Uh, And so uh, the problem is, actually the solution is, is forgiveness. Forgiveness is what begins the healing process. You stay inside the walls and you say, I forgive you even though it hurt me. That's okay because I have a healing agent inside of me. I have my help here with me. If I forgive you, I'll stay inside this place of rest and I'll let God begin to minister to me and heal me and restore me whether that person ever comes to me or not. It's not, I'm not going to allow them to interfere with my rest because I don't know about you. I need my rest. I need my soul to be refreshed and encouraged and restored every single day. And if we're holding on to unforgiveness, well, what that means is we're standing outside our rest. We're outside the city with our unforgiveness saying, hey, I'm going to hear, I need to fix this. And what happens is our fix, our solution is not going to give us the rest that God can give us. It's because we left our rest behind. To try to go handle something else. But if we, if we learn to let go of it. Say God I forgive them. Even though even they don't even know. Even if they do know what they did to me. I'm going to let it go because my soul needs to heal. My soul needs rest. It's a, there's so much stuff out there. Uh, we don't need to be worrying about all that. And, and we're, all, we're, we're still people in the church too. And things are still happening along the way too. But uh, don't let somebody pull you, draw you out of the city. Don't let somebody steal your rest from you because you're the one that's going to suffer because we, you're not getting the rest for your soul. Musicians, if you would come. And it's not always... It's not always actions or things done by people that will keep you from rest. But sometimes, many times actually, we can not get rest because we tell ourselves we're doing all of these things for the Lord. And we're overworking ourselves. But it's for God. So he, he excuses that. He allows us to skip our rest because we're doing it for Him. 
Jesus gives us a good example of that. He's in he's visiting in the home, and uh, the Bible tells us that Martha is in the kitchen preparing, doing things, making meals, and, and all these things. And she comes into the living room. You can tell she's she's not resting. She comes in the living room and says, Jesus, you tell Mary to get, get up off the floor, get out of the couch, and you tell her to come and help me. Because I'm doing all this for you, Jesus. Right? I'm doing all this service and ministry and all these things. Again, we, we do serve the Lord, but there's got to be a limit to that. And what did Jesus said? Mary has chosen the better thing. Why? Because she's here, she's resting. She's letting her soul uh, rest in his presence. And while Martha is off doing all kinds of stuff, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm overkilling, overworking myself for God and all these things, the truth is, is you're burnt out and you get, uh, you're not getting rest because uh, you, we're, we're so busy doing things and, and we never have that time to sit and relax like Martha did or, or Mary did. But Jesus says she has shown the better things because she is here resting, taking some time to heal and restore, and I'm able to minister and to work in her life. And so, as you stand with me today, sometimes we can be so busy that we can't rest. And I, I think of my wife sometimes, how she's, she's got a list of things that need to be done, and she can't, she tells herself she can't rest or go to bed till this is done, and and I'm over there on the couch thinking, I've chosen the better thing. <laughs> right? Sister Pearl, what's the name of the song? <laughs> I, I'm resting, right? I'm not going to kill myself. I mean, that's, she's obviously wired to, to, to do work and all that. We all, we all need those things. Uh, I'm wired to do work too. We're all wired to do work. But... Uh, uh, some people do work more than others, I guess. But we cannot forget that God has designed a place of rest for every single one of us. And that the enemy will use every situation it can to try to draw you out of the city, to draw you away from your rest. Because if you can't get any rest, guess what? You're going to be frustrated. You're not going to think clearly. You're not going to make good choices. You'll, you'll say things or do things that you probably normally wouldn't do. You're agitated and irritated. All these things that can be helped if you stay within inside the walls and saying, God, I, I'm, I need to get rest. Maybe there's some things in your life you've been holding on to. But if you come and bring them and say, God, i got to let go of this. i got to put this in your hands. I believe there will be a rest for you today. I, will believe, I believe there will be a healing begin to start in your life and your mind. A restoration to begin. Because we have to let go of some things in order to experience the rest that God has for you and me. And I know that God 
wants every single one of us to be as healthy as we can, spiritually, physically, and all of that is surrounded by rest. We need physical health with rest. And to get spiritual help, we have to have our rest. We can't be, be leaving our rest behind to go do work for the Lord or to, to go handle problems, situations that we just need to let go of and let God begin to heal those things. Jesus said, cast your cares upon me. Take up my cross and follow me and uh, pick up my burden. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Whatever you have to trade to give him, you're getting a better end of the deal. Once you let go of things and let God begin that healing process and that rest begin to happen, Uh, you begin to walk out of here and say, thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I need a little bit more rest. You need some rest in your life. Would you come? Would you come and begin to just pour your heart out to God? Let God begin to minister to you today. He wants to give you rest for your soul. Will you come? Will you come? Let him know, Jesus, I'm weary. I'm tired. I need some rest. Help me, Jesus. I'm worried about all these things. I need to get to my city of refuge. I need to get behind the wall. Come on, will you come? Put it in God's hands today. Let God begin to heal your heart. That you can move on and begin to grow. To be that man or woman he's called you to be. Hallelujah, Jesus. Wow, there's a healing here. There's a rest here for your soul. Hallelujah. It's just you and Jesus.
Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for His presence? Aren't you thankful for the rest that we find in Him? Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Don't let your situation, your problem, steal you away from your rest. Don't let that person draw you out, whether they know it or not. Don't let them draw you away from your rest that God has for you. Don't let even that person in the church, God, or the devil will use that to draw you away. Because if we are drawn away from our rest, they win and we lose. I don't know about you, I want to stay in the rest of God. I want to learn how to forgive more and to give more grace and mercy so that my soul can be healed more frequently and more often, that I can find the rest that God has intended for all of us. Amen, amen. It's great to be a part of the church and what God has in store. Amen. We have uh, bread is out there, out, out there. Instead of going back there, you can grab some bread on your way out. Amen. Be sure to continue to pray for one another. Encourage uh, everyone. Pray for them that they would find their rest this week, that they would let go of things uh, burdens or weights so that they can experience all that God has for them. Amen. Amen. My my daughter came up to me and was upset that I did not announce that uh, Tuesday was my wife's birthday. So is. Yeah, is. Sorry. I mean, is. Tuesday is my wife's birthday. I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't be at rest if last week was her birthday. Amen. We all need rest. Pray for my rest, okay? <laughs> Love you all. Appreciate you all. God bless you all. Let's go and enjoy the rest that the Lord has for us. Praise the Lord. Uh, all the grow group um, leaders and their peeps, like uh, their assistant, that is, if, uh, if your husband, wife, or uh, parents, we'd like to see you. Where do you want to meet? Uh, let's, let's meet over here where Sister Leslie is and Brother John, that area. Grow group leaders.
Brother and Sister Locke, Brother and Sister Ramirez, Sister Khan is here, Brother and Sister Pastor and Sister Locke, I should say. Who else am I?